Welcome to Hive Mind, the weekly podcast from the Beehive about the latest and greatest in pop culture. I'm Meg Walter on Zoom with Eli McCann. Hey, Eli. Good evening, darling. I almost said good morning. Yeah, close enough. How are you? Probably because I'm in my PJs all the time and I always think it's morning. Eli, I can tell that you're um, starting to lose it a little. How? You keep making uh, observations about the website to the Slack channel. (laughs) (laughs) And um, the things that like no one else has noticed, but you're like, I can tell on this tag. And I'm like, oh, Eli, we need to to get you back to work. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I, I always teeter this line where I'm like, I'm either being helpful to the beehive or I'm driving everyone crazy. (laughs) I just just feel that sometimes people just don't respond. (laughs) I don't expect a response. It's fine. I am used to getting ignored generally in my life. Anyway, we're not here to talk about you on Slack. We are here to talk about what we've been watching. So Eli, what have you been watching? What have I been watching? Okay, I have, I wrote them down. I've got four things I want to plug real quick. Um, Number one is I finally watched The Death of Stalin. Oh my gosh, that's so funny. We watched it last night too. You did? Why? Uh, Because I think it's like on Netflix. Maybe it's new to Netflix. It like showed up and we've seen it before, but it's like one of our favorites. Okay, like- I don't know why it took me so long to watch this movie. I was a history major in college and Soviet history was like my emphasis. Yeah. I love Soviet history and I love this type of humor, but I just, for some reason, I just like, it always kind of felt like a chore, like, oh, I need to be like in a pay attention mood for that. And I'm not. So I finally watched it over the weekend. It is the driest humor I think I have ever seen in a film. Mm -hmm. Um, it's so good. It is so funny. But like, I honestly, when it ended, I was like, you know what? I don't think I've really understood when people like say dry humor. I don't think I've really ever, ever understood what that meant until I saw this movie. And I was like, that's dry humor. Absolutely. It's, it's like if you took Monty Python and stripped it of all of its silliness. And you're just like left with things that are like, I know that's a joke. And it's really funny, but it's like so completely deadpan the way they. Well, and it's also so dark. Like it's like oh. the darkest you can take humor before it just becomes like an absolute black hole of nothingness. Yeah. But it's like, it like balances that line perfectly. It's so really funny. It's uh, Ian Nucci who did Veep. Um, mm-hmm. If our conversation about it isn't enough of a selling point. He wrote it. I did he direct it? I don't actually know, don't but know. it's just that same vein of just like you'll miss jokes and then you'll like get them like a minute later and start mm-hmm. laughing. It's also the kind of movie that the entire time you watch it, you're googling stuff because it's it's a it's a movie about Soviet history. And so and I feel like in the US, like we all kind of you can say like names that were like, I know who that is. I could say a sentence about that person, but I like don't know a lot of details about them. And so like the entire time I was watching this, I'm, I'm Googling stuff and like, they just made a joke about this, but was there truth in that? And you know, it, it was like a very fun kind of movie to dive into. I would recommend yeah. it. It's on Netflix. Um, number two. So 
we, I've been watching Survivor season 40. I've been talking about it on this podcast. The last, last week's episode was honestly like the best hour of television I have ever seen. This season is phenomenal. But what I wanted to plug is The Ringer is doing a podcast. Uh, it's called Ringer Dish where they talk about different TV shows. And for season 40 of Survivor, they are doing a full like detailed recap and analysis of every episode. And I just listened to all nine episodes that they've done for this season. And it is really, really, really good. Um, so if you are watching Survivor season 40, the biggest complaint that a lot of us are having for season 40 is uh, the episodes are not long enough. There is so much happening on this season because of the people that are have come back and returned. Um, there's a lot of gameplay going on. And every week when the episode ends, all of us fans are just like, frustrated that we only got like 43 minutes of this show and the the ringer dish has helped me kind of bridge that gap where i can go listen to like an hour and a half of people like breaking apart every single move that's happened it's um the the same people who did uh binge mode harry potter are involved in the podcast and so it's kind of been fun to have some familiar voices come back to me um, you finally started watching Survivor Season 40. I, I did, yeah. Uh, tell me what else you've been watching and then we'll get to that. Okay. Um, the Good Fight Season 4 is is finally out. It, I feel like I've been waiting a decade for this. Um, I'm one episode in. It's fantastic as always. I recommend getting on The Good Fight train. And then finally, the last thing I wanted to mention is Schitt's Creek finished. Have you yeah. Have you finished it yet, Meg? No, I don't know if I'll even watch the finale. Like, I I might be dead inside, but there's been, like, I follow Dan Levy on Twitter. Yeah. And there's been, like, he's been retweeting so much sentimental garbage about yeah. it that I'm yeah. like, I am kind of done with you. It's a turn off. This. He, like, retweeted his mom who was like, I always knew you were different and we're going to change the world. And he like retweeted it with the comment this. And I'm like, okay, friend, you wrote a sitcom. Like you didn't cure cancer. You know, I like, I'm just kind of over it. And I, yeah, I have a hard time with Dan Levy and I hate to say it. I really love Schitt's Creek. I think it's like one of the better sitcoms or comedies that I've ever seen. Um, I'm, I'm sad that that, that it's over. I didn't love this last season, but I didn't really hate it either. The second to last episode was very good. And so, and I was, I felt like it kind of struck the right balance that the show usually strikes. And I was like, oh, so I was really excited for the series finale. It is one of the worst series finales I have ever seen. It goes off the rails. It, I feel like they do a major disservice to a few of the characters who suddenly act totally out of character and in a way that was gross. And then the entire last episode, spoiler alert, is about David and Patrick's wedding. And Meg, you and I have talked about how we're not big fans of that relationship anyway. Yeah. And it is the hammiest. Patrick sings to him during the ceremony no. and everyone's sobbing and it is outrageously terrible and so i honestly i was so disappointed in it i still give an a to the show in general i think it was a fantastic series but like set your expectations low for the finale sure and i mean it's hard it's hard to end a show and it's unusual that a show does it well 
I just, I don't even know if it's worth watching the final episode at this point. I do think you should get to the second to last episode though. Because it's, oh, you have. Yeah, I've seen that one and I liked it. So I I agree though, this last season, like they're just tying up loose ends. Yeah, Yeah. it was just kind of, but I really need you to watch the wedding scene, Meg, because (laughs) I can't have gone through that alone. (laughs) Okay, that's fair. Anything else? That's it. What have you been watching? Um, so yeah, I started Survivor and Yay. I started season 40 because I took a hard look at myself in the mirror and decided there was no way I was capable of watching any other seasons leading up to this. Yeah. It was just too overwhelming. Um, so on your recommendation, I've been watching season 40 and it took me a couple episodes. I, and I think like you said, like for you, this is people you like know and have relationships with being mm-hmm. a viewer for a long time and to me they're like a bunch of strangers so I didn't care for a couple episodes and then last night I watched episode three and uh one of the people on it does something to like quietly sabotage people who she's with and I was like oh this show is awesome like this are you show- talking about Natalie yeah yeah Meg, I was screaming when that scene happened in my house because, and, and just so you know, Natalie is one of my favorite people I've ever seen yeah. on television already before this season. So she is fire on this season, but yeah, go ahead. Uh, and I was like, oh, okay. I see. Like, I see what this game is about. It's really about being like a smart person yeah, and uh, understanding social dynamics and for that reason, it's fascinating. And it <laughs> uh, it reminds me, you're going to hate me, mm-hmm. but um, Bachelor did a show for a while called Bachelor Pad, where it was, um, they were playing like the psychological game where it came down to like the prisoner's dilemma. Like you decide if you're are willing to split the money with someone or keep it yourself and assume that the other person will keep it. You know what I'm talking I about. I remember. Yeah, I remember. And yeah. it's like that, like those weird psych- psychological games. I remember thinking like, man, I wish reality TV was more of this. And now I'm like, oh, that's what Survivor is. Like, I thought it was just like, go live with snakes and spiders and see how long you last. But it's really about how they're interacting with everyone else on that island and outplaying each other. And it's really fascinating. Yeah. And, and to be fair to like you assuming that to be the case, the, the show has evolved over the years. And I think in early years, it really was, as we talked last week on High Mind, it really was more of like, let's see what it looks like for people to rough it in the wilderness. Yeah. And now it's like, let's see what it's like when people have to engage in like a pretty complex social strategy game. And also they're in the wilderness and that's just like, that makes it harder because they're also beating back elements. And so, yeah, it really has, the show has gotten smarter. Um, It can be kind of hard to keep up with sometimes, but it is really compelling television. Well, I've also learned that it's a, you can't be doing something else while you're watching show. Yeah. Um, The first couple episodes I was like playing animal crossing while watching. And like, I was only kind of sort of understanding what was going on. And then, uh, last night I just like watched an episode and I really enjoyed it a lot more. So I think that's important to know that you do actually have to pay attention or you will miss things. Um, and I, you know, I've been texting you with 10,000 questions. So I recommend I, finding an Eli in your life. If you're going to start just, surviving, just find me. I will, 
help anybody. It's last night, Meg texted me like one very simple question. And I sent like 90 paragraphs back and was like answering questions you didn't even ask. And Skylar was like, she's going to block you. <laughs> like, you need oh, to it was super helpful. I need all the context I can get because I'm 39 seasons behind. Yeah. So yeah. I found it very helpful. Yeah. Um, my children right now are watching Trolls World Tour because I broke and paid $20 for them to watch that stupid movie. What is it? <laughs> you know, Trolls. That the was hair, big. The crazy hair? Yeah, the movie. Yeah. Um, and now they have a sequel and it was like out, but you know, coronavirus. So they've made it available to watch at home. You can rent it for $20. And um, yeah, uh, my brain broke and I rented that movie for $20 and it sounds really bad. Oh, so you can just hear it. You're not like watching it with it. them. No, not enough money in the world to get me to sit and watch that thing. <laughs> But it sure sounds bad. Yeah. Um, and then, Eli, we watched a movie, and this is actually, um, you can tell where my creativity is because you texted me today and said, are we recording? And I said, yeah, let's talk about airplane movies. And you didn't really ask any follow-up questions, uh, so I assume we're on the same page. But I want to talk about airplane movies because Steve and I, uh, the other night we watched Failure to Launch. Have you ever uh -huh. seen Failure to Launch? Yes. Yeah. On Matthew an airplane. Matthew McConaughey, Sarah Jessica Parker, 24% on Rotten Tomatoes, not in any way funny, doesn't make any sense. A movie I 100% watched on an airplane because mm -hmm. the movies you watch on an airplane are the movies you are too embarrassed to pay a ticket to go see. Uh, the movies you have too much pride to waste your time to go see, but when you're on an airplane, and you, all you have is time to kill. They're movies that you find really entertaining. And here's the thing, Eli. I'm finding that airplane movies are working very well as quarantine movies. Because it's like we're all on an airplane together. It's like <laughs> all we have is time to kill. And that's not even true. Like, I feel busier than I've ever been. Like, I this time is very busy for me. But I just need, like, that that space that doesn't really require much brain power and is mm. lightly entertaining. Yeah. So I'm wondering what movies you might recommend that fill that particular void? Okay, that good question. And one thing I want to say real quick is you and Rebby Brassfield and I were on a text chain today and you said something that was I've been thinking about all day. Oh, sure. Rebby texted us. I'm, I don't think she'll mind that I say discloses, but she texted us and was like, she basically was like, I didn't really like Tiger King. I had to give up on it. It was too depressing. And Meg, you responded and said, I think we all just loved it because we're in a weird time yeah. and we were all just ready to absorb like crap TV. Yeah. Um, and I kind of think it's true. Like if, Tiger King came out a year ago, would it have been half as popular? No, absolutely not. I just, it was like, things started to get really crazy on like a Friday. And I feel like that Saturday night, I sat down and I was like out of my mind and I turned on Netflix and there was this Tiger King and I was like, whatever, sure, I'll watch it, you know? And like for an hour, I was just in a completely different place. And mm -hmm. I feel like we all had that experience collectively and it felt like a huge relief even though on closer examination tiger king's not actually good no it's it's kind of garbage and um 
it, uh, over the weekend, or maybe it was earlier last week, they released one new episode um, where the community guy, who's the guy that stars in Community? Joel McHale. Joel McHale. Did, did you see this? He, he, did, he interviewed via Zoom like all of the people from Tiger King to talk about like, what has oh. your life been like now that you're superstars? Yeah. And, um, and we popped it on and it really hit me while we were watching that. And these people were kind of talking about what it was like watching themselves on the screen. And I just thought, this really was just garbage. And oh, yeah. No garbage, but we're all just like consuming it like crazy. But- yeah, I mean, it's, it's garbage. I will say like it's, it's uh, compelling and it's, um, it's almost all consuming when you're watching it because our stories are so hard to believe. Um, but it's not well put together. There's not any likable people in it. At the end of the day, it's a story about animal abuse. Like it's, it really yeah. is just kind of a gross show, but it was better than reading the news. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so to answer your question though, um, I, and what I'll say is I treat airplane, uh, airplane movies a little bit differently than I think you do. Um, I sometimes try to force myself to watch movies on airplanes that I feel like are important and I should see, but I just can't get myself to do it at home. So I think I've told you before, like I will periodically get on a flight and I'll flip through the movies and I'll see that like an old classic is on that's like three hours long. And I'm like, all right, this is the time I'm just going to do it. I'm stuck here. I'm going to watch this. So one time I had a long international flight it was like a 14 hour flight. It was the middle of the night. I don't sleep on planes. And I saw that Gone with the Wind was available. Oh my gosh. And it's like five hours long. Yeah. And I watched the entirety of Gone with the Wind. Uh, by the way, that movie like goes for five hours and then it just suddenly ends. Like it just ends out of nowhere. And you're like, Did you like it though? I, I liked it. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't go sit down and watch the whole thing right now. But like when it ended, I like felt proud of myself in the way you feel proud of yourself after you read war and peace. It's like, I didn't enjoy reading that, but like, I'm like, I'm happy that I did. That was kind of that. Well, cause you can tell people you've seen it now. Right. And like, Oh, I'm familiar with this, you know, iconic piece of Americana and you know, it's an interesting story, but so, um, but I, um, for some reason, a couple of years ago, started watching on every time I got on an airplane, I will watch an episode of Amy Sedaris's show on yeah. Comedy Central. Have you ever watched that? Yeah. And it's like this thing. It, oh, it's, wait, sorry. Amy Sedaris. Yeah. 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 Amy I'm sorry. I was thinking Amy Schumer, but Amy Sedaris. I've never watched her show. Okay. So her show is just, it, it's incredibly stupid like incredibly insane it's just a comedy like a sketch kind of sketch comedy show and she's like very off the wall like humorous um cola scola is in it with her whom we love um it's always available on planes like every season if you fly delta ever you can watch any of amy sadaris's episodes and so I started watching on planes and I will laugh so hard that I'm like covering my mouth and shaking to not disturb other passengers. And so last year I was like, you know what? I, I don't know why I never think about just watching this at home. I obviously love the show. So I came home like after a flight and I was like, I'm going to watch another episode. And I turned it on my TV and I was like, this is mindless garbage. And it was not funny to me within the confines <laughs> of my own home. And so it's like only funny when yeah. I'm high in the sky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's what I mean, like airplane movies, like movies that 
would never be enjoyable were yeah. you on the ground. Yeah, yeah. So have you ever watched a movie in a plane that you thought was fantastic and then you tried to rewatch it on the ground and you're like, what was I thinking? You know, um, not a movie. I did watch... I did watch an episode of Gossip Girl while we were flying. And I was like, this is the best show I've ever seen. This is (laughs) incredible. And then like, I tried to watch an episode when I got home and it was that same like, huh? So why, what was it about this? Um, I did go on to watch the entire series, obviously, but uh, it was definitely, it felt like better filmmaking in the sky. Now, I have a recommendation for a movie that I, I know is garbage, but I think <laughs> it's, it's entertaining. Um, do you remember Molly's Game? Yes, I never saw it, though. Okay, so it's like, I think it's Aaron Sorkin going like full Aaron Sorkin, like everyone's monologuing at each other the entire time. Uh-huh. And it's not good, but it like hit, it hits it hits something in your brain. It's like um, the morning show with, oh. you know, where it's like, I know this is bad, but it's also filling a need that's like primal. Mm. It's like got the coloring and all the beats that your brain wants. In yeah, a yeah, TV yeah. And show. big names. It's like Jessica Chastain, Kevin Costner, um, Michael Sarah, like all these like random movie starry mm-hmm. people. And it's like an interesting story. The way they talk is completely insane and not good at all. But if you said to me right now, hey, Meg, do you want to watch Molly's game? I'd be like, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> let's watch molly's game Uh so i think that i would add that to the list i'm trying to get steven to watch national treasure with me oh that's an airplane movie i think that's the most airplaney of all airplane movies Mm -hmm. like you know like a c plus b minus Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know what I watched last year on an airplane that I thought was funny, but I could tell that it was like just such a terrible movie was that Melissa McCarthy, uh, Life of the Party, where she goes back to college. You know, I never saw it. Wild trash garbage. <laughs> but like all of a sudden the plane was landing and I was like, oh, shoot, I still have 10 minutes left of this movie. Like, <laughs> I'm not going to see how it ends. It is a garbage film. But yeah, like again, you're stuck on a plane, just mindless crap. Yeah. Um, burlesque is another one that comes to mind. Christina Aguilera yeah. moves to LA to become a dancer, gets mm-hmm. a gets a job at Cher's Burlesque Club. Uh-huh. Have you seen it? Yeah, I have. <laughs> so I've never seen the end of that because my plane landed and I was like, let's go back up in the air for just another 30 minutes. I got to see this thing through. Uh-huh. <laughs> Um, years ago, I watched this movie. Uh, do you remember the movie? Definitely. Maybe it's like Ryan Reynolds and I, uh, what's her name? The blonde woman in the hunger games. And she she dated Jack Donaghy on 30 rock. Um, Elizabeth Banks. Yeah. Elizabeth Banks and Ryan Reynolds and a couple others. And it's a story. It's the story of this guy's telling his daughter. It's like totally, uh, how how I met your mother before okay. that movie. Yeah. He's telling his daughter like, "Here's the story of three women I dated, and you have to guess which one's your mom." And they like flashback. And I watched it on this plane years ago, and I was like, 
how have I never heard of this movie before? This is one of the best films I have ever seen. The storytelling is compelling. It's comedy, you know. And for years, I would tell people, like, you, if you have not watched Definitely Maybe, you must watch it. It is truly a cinematic masterpiece. Well, a couple of years ago, I saw it, like, pop up on Netflix or something. I was like, one of my favorite movies. And I started watching it and immediately ran through a list in my mind of every person I have ever told this was a mm-hmm. cinematic masterpiece and like started texting like, hey, you probably don't remember this, but like in 2012, <laughs> I told you. And I, I just disregard that. I made a mistake about that. <laughs> this is not a good film. <laughs> but if I got on a plane again and saw it there, I might watch it a yeah. second time. <laughs> right now in quarantine, if I was like, hey, Eli, let's watch Definitely Maybe. I definitely maybe would do that. Yeah, with yeah, you. yeah, definitely. <laughs> I would also say any Katherine Heigl movie. Yeah. <laughs> Katherine Heigl is like an airplane yeah. person. <laughs> I watched, there's this movie she's in with the guy who's married to Fergie and they inherit someone's kid. Yeah. Because they die. Have you seen this? It's the, they're friends and they, yeah. the, the people leave their kid to two of their friends who are not sure, married. Yeah. That's a plausible plot device. Uh-huh. Um, and, you know, there's some pop brownies, shenanigans. <laughs> not good. Michael being like a two out of 10 funny. Oh, but yeah. Like just enough for her kind of movies. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, yeah, that's a, that's a, I'd watch that right now. That's a, I'll watch it on an airplane, I'll watch it right now. Um, yeah. Bad Moms is another one I saw on an airplane. Yeah, I know you watched that last year, and I'm still proud of you for that choice. <laughs> yeah, you know, I just, I think it's just like a show that's gonna feel maybe like you have a dumb friend over, like a friend whose company you enjoy, they're just not very smart. Yeah. <laughs> That's what we all need right now. Uh, totally. You know? Yeah. Any other suggestions? Well, I, I think I've told you this before, but years ago, before you could choose your film on planes, back when they used to just like play one movie and everyone had to watch it. Um, and for some reason, Delta Airlines decided that the movie that our plane should watch was Mr. Bean's Holiday. Not even like the first Mr. Bean movie. It was like one of the later sequels. And they're like, Mr. Bean's holiday, sure. And the plot of this film is Mr. Bean goes on holiday to like Paris or something and shenanigans ensue. And I, it was like, when it started playing, I was like, obviously I'm not watching Mr. Bean's holiday, but like, what else am I going to do? Read? No. No. So I started, so I put on the little headphones or whatever and there is a scene in Mr. Bean's Holiday where Mr. Bean is trying to make money on the street because he like lost his wallet or something. So he's become a beggar and he plays like this opera song on a boom box and he wraps this like sheet over his head to make himself look like a poor like woman and mm-hmm. pretends to sing the opera and people start giving him money. To this day, I think it is the hardest I have ever laughed in my life, I could not breathe. 
I was bent over. Tears were dripping off of my face onto the tray on this plane. And I was trying to stifle the laughter because I, of course, didn't want people on the plane to know that I was laughing Mr. Bean's holiday. At one point, I look around and there are people all over the plane with headphones on with their hands to their faces shaking because everyone was Just like this scene of Mr. Bean's Holiday on that plane that day, deep into a flight, caught everyone off guard. And like, I know that if we were all watching that in a movie theater on the ground, like people would have been walking out of the movie at this point. But there was something about all of us being trapped together in the sky that just like it was and then it was like infectious because i think people were noticing the other people were like trying not to laugh because we were all so embarrassed about how much we were enjoying this terrible movie yeah and if that i mean that is like to me the perfect like explanation of what like plain movies do to a group of people or to any person and i i really like that actually i think it's I think it's fun that like there's this one context where we get to be entertained by something that sucks. And, and it's, there's there's the like altitude phenomenon, right? Where there's movies yeah. that, that make you cry. And I know I've shared this with you. I don't know if I've shared this with the listeners and I apologize if I have, but uh, I was on a very, very long flight home from South Africa. And I was... <laughs> I watched Cheaper by the Dozen too, <laughs> and uh, didn't just like tear up at the end, but like actively, actively sobbed <laughs> at the end of Cheaper by the Dozen too, because I was so moved that they won the relay race. <laughs> and yet, it is, it's like embarrassing, but also like kind of awesome that I was put in a place where I was that raw. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and like that, just willing to be that emotional, really. There there was a few years ago, I made the mistake of watching Still Alice on a plane. Oh, it, no. With Julianne Moore, where she gets, uh, has Alzheimer's. And it wasn't a mistake because it's a bad movie. It's a phenomenal, phenomenal movie, whether yeah. you're on a plane or not. Um, it was a mistake because of what you described. And I, this is a movie I would cry if I was watching it in my house, but on the plane that day, I like almost had to get medically evacuated out of this plane. I was ugly crying. And I, and again, like trying not to like disturb people, but like I could not help myself. And I was just like hiccuping and like sobbing and wiping my yeah. eyes. And after, as it started to get toward the end of the movie, I felt this hand come over my forearm and I look down and the woman sitting in the seat next to me, it's like this woman probably in her sixties has grabbed my forearm with her little hand. And I look at her and she just says, I watched that last week. I wish I could have warned you. (laughs) (laughs) That's so nice. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, I, I believe that that effect is a real thing. It has Um, to be. My poor husband watched Marley and me on a plane. Oh, and it it didn't go well for that same reason. Um, anyway, we hope that you're finding the movies that'll bring you just that dumb relief at this point. We're all looking forward to the day when we can watch movies on actual airplanes again. Um, I'm hoping it's sooner rather than later. 
But we will be back next week with more recommendations for your quarantine. So until then, have a wonderful watching experience and we'll talk to you soon. Bye.